We love to explain quantum physics and the mysteries of the universe, but the mysteries of finance, not so much. Intuit helps you demystify your finances through products from Intuit like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Understanding standard deductions or interest rates can be very complicated and tricky with big potential consequences. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures, visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hey, Daniel, when you think of physics, what images come to mind for you? I think of the cosmos, I think of planets, I think of the fire inside the sun, I think of crazy people with weird hair. (laughs) When you look in the mirror or when you think of of physics? (laughs) What's the difference? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, what about a dance party? I wouldn't say that's in the top 1,000 associations I have. Maybe not even in the top 5,000. Well, it turns out that physics and dance actually have a lot in common. They have a lot of fun connections. Is that right? Yeah, they can help us understand the topic of our podcast today. That's right. Thinking about the way people dance and the way they shake their booty can actually help you understand the physics, the crazy topic of today's podcast. (laughs) So get out there, shake your booty, and get ready to download some physics into your brain. Get into the groove. It's time for physics. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jorge. And I'm Daniel. Welcome to our podcast, Dancing with Physicists. <laughs> How far can you get across the universe by just dancing? No, we're just kidding. You were not the victim of clickbait. This is the podcast, Daniel and Jorge Explain the Universe. In which we take something weird, something fascinating in the universe and try to explain it to you. Sometimes using dance. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about a physics phenomenon that is everywhere. It's everywhere and it's helping make some of the greatest scientific experiments in the world. That's right. It's really important. It's fascinating. It's weird. It's quantum. And yet it's not really very well understood. And more, most important, it's super. <laughs> That's right. And it conducts. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's conductive. There you go. That's right. The topic of today's podcast is... 
superconductors. What are they? Who are they? Why are they super? <laughs> no, superconductivity is a fascinating question. Uh, something behind a lot of really interesting research in the last few decades and mm-hmm. something we thought was worth getting into because there's a lot of puzzles there. Yeah. I was just thinking the first time I heard about superconductors was in the 80s, right? And that's when it sort of became this big buzz about it. That's right. They had a lot of big advances in the 80s. How old were you in the 80s, Jorge? I was um, old enough, apparently, to read about science news. <laughs> um, but um, but you would always see it tied to, the, to this footage of this little magnet floating on top of something. Yeah, that's like a classic application of superconductivity, yeah. Yeah, so like I think forever, that's what people think of, a lot of people think of when they think of superconductors, like that one image. Yeah, there's that. There's also the superconducting super collider that they were going to build in Texas in the 90s that was going to cost a huge amount of money mm. and that they canceled halfway through. And mm. so a lot of people connect those two phrases, superconducting and super colliding. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't hear about that one in the 80s. Um, <laughs> so it sort of seems like it's been out there in the popular culture for a while. and uh, But we were wondering how much people knew about it. And, you know, it's part of the popular culture and the people maybe have heard about it or whatever. It's, strangely, it hasn't really entered like, um, you know, um, comic books or science fiction that much. You don't see like superconducting technology all oh. over the place in science fiction. You mean you haven't seen that comic book called The Superconductor? <laughs> Adventures of crime-fighting superconductor. <laughs> That's right. During the day, he's just a mild-mannered, regular bus conductor. But at night... <laughs> He's a super duper conductor. No, I haven't seen that. And you don't see it um, you know, playing a prominent role in science fiction movies. Like particle physics is everywhere in science fiction movies. The Higgs boson explains everything and causes mm-hmm. problems, etc. But you don't see superconductivity used and abused much in popular culture. Do you? Have I missed it? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's not flashy, right? It's not um it's not a word that sounds as cool as quantum or lasers. Or Higgs boson, yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so I went around campus and I asked people, do you know what superconductivity is? Can you explain it? Do you understand it? Here's what people had to say. What about superconductivity? Have you heard of that? Yes. Can you explain that? No. Best guess. (laughs) Um, Maybe it has to do with conductors and force and stuff. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, I've, I've also heard of it, but I also have no idea either. Um, It's a phenomenon that happens at very low temperatures because uh, electrons have very low resistance to movement due to the very slow vibrations of the matrix of a metal, of the nucleus of the atom, so the electrons have a lot more space to move through, something along those lines. Well, is that the one with the magnets and they can float? That's about all I know about that one. No, can guess though. What's your best guess? Um, like conductivity with like wires, for example, or like metal. So super conductive, then it's a good conductor, doesn't burn out. Cool. I would assume that it has something to do with uh, objects that are conductive. All right. Yeah. So I like the person who said that it has something to do with conductors and force and stuff. <laughs> That's right. And there's somebody out there who clearly is reading the same magazine you were because they're like, oh, it has to do with magnets that can float. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know which clip I'm talking about? I feel like they used the same clip for years and years and years and years and years. 
Yeah, I totally know what you mean. A little black magnet floating over a very cool surface with like liquid hydrogen um, sublimating off of it. It's pretty cool looking. Yeah, and then somebody comes and pokes the magnet and it, it just keeps floating there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So people had some sense, you know, they knew what it was. Nobody was like, I've never heard that word before. What are you talking about? Mm. Right. Um, but nobody could explain it to me. Like some people knew you had to be cold to be a superconductor, but nobody could give me a solid explanation for what it was and how it worked. Right. I guess this one uh, has something understandable, which is a conductor. And, you know, mm -hmm. I guess people in high school figure out that uh, or learn that uh, it's something that uh, conducts electricity. And so a superconductor mm -hmm. must just be something that is super at it. <laughs> that's right. It's awesome at conducting electricity, right? <laughs> that's, yeah. That should be the next discovery. Awesome conductors. <laughs> that's right. Superconductors, last year. This year, awesome conductors. <laughs> next year, uberconductors. Um, but there is really something special about superconductors, mm. which is not just that they can conduct a lot, but that they conduct with no resistance at all. Right? Mm. You can't have anything better than a superconductor. Right. So it is pretty amazing. And they are really important for things like particle physics, right? Yeah, they have a lot of really cool um, applications. Mm. So it's like a physics phenomenon uh, that has uh, really great applications for important experiments like the Large Hadron Collider. That's right. And it's also a really fun physics puzzle. You know, the kind of physics that I do personally is like take everything apart and understand the smallest bits. That's totally worthwhile, obviously, and leads to deep insights. But there's a whole different other kind of way of doing physics. That's like, can we put things together in a weird way that makes weird materials? You know, we have lots of materials around us on Earth that we're familiar with. But you can think, like, can we rearrange those bits to make new kinds of stuff? So there's a whole group of people out there in physics departments who's basically all their job is is to make new kinds of goo, right? Like, mm -hmm. let's mix this together and add a little bit of that and a little bit of this. And maybe if we zap it with a laser, we'll get this weird crystal with strange behaviors that like nothing anybody's ever seen before. Mm. Are you talking about solid state physics? Yeah. These days, I think they call it condensed matter physics. Condensed matter. But essentially, mm. yeah. It's like, can we build new kinds of stuff? It's like oh. the properties of bulk materials, you know, um, not individual particles, but like what happens when you put all these different kinds of particles together in a certain lattice, in a certain, sh in a certain um, arrangement? Do mm -hmm. they behave in, a, in strange ways? And what can we learn about, you know, what solids can and cannot do? Right, because they do different things, right? Like you can make things behave in a totally different and new way just by the way you arrange them. Yeah, and you know, the periodic table is the first lesson of that. Everything in the periodic table is made out of the same bits, right? Protons, neutrons, and electrons. But they're pretty different, right? Uranium is pretty different stuff than lithium, for example. And so you can get an incredible variety of behaviors just by rearranging the same stuff. Mm. And so solid-state physics, that whole field... Um, is just taking that to an extreme. It's like, how can we combine these elements and zap them and chill them and heat them and do all sorts of crazy stuff? It's basically like cooking, right? What mm. kind of cakes can you make with the same ingredient? Right. That that tastes totally different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And can float above your countertop. Yeah. <laughs> right? This, Super conducting cakes. That's the next um, breakthrough. This is just rename that department stuff physics. <laughs> or physics yeah. stuff. Physics of stuff. Yeah, exactly. The physics of stuff. Yeah, hey, stuff is pretty interesting, right? <laughs> it's good stuff. There's a whole podcast called Stuff You Should Know, How Stuff Works. Oh, stuff, my goodness. Man. We should join that podcast network. <laughs> I think they're stuffed pretty full. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So let's get into it. All right. Um, and let's break it down. So let's, well, what's mm -hmm. a superconductor? Let's start with just the, the conductor part. 
Let's dig in a little bit into what it means to be a conductor. Right. So a conductor is something where electricity can move through it, right? And you have to understand that electricity moving through it is not necessarily the same as like electrons flowing through it. Mm. You, know, you put um, electricity on one side of a, of a wire and you get electricity on the other side of the wire. It's tempting to think about it like a hose, like you put water on one side and water comes out the other side. Like a tube. Yeah, like a tube. Um, and, you know, what happens is you put electrons in on one side and the electrons all sort of shift over. Like it's, it's like a tube full of water. Mm-hmm. You put a little bit of water in the front and a little bit of, of a different piece of water that was already in there pushes out the side. Oh, it's kind of like um, if you have a tube and you blow in it, the air that comes out the other end is not necessarily the air that came out of your mouth. It's like it causes some sort of, uh, it pushes all the air through mm-hmm. and the ones that come out are the ones that were waiting closest to the end. Exactly. And that's only possible if the electrons can move, right? And so mm-hmm. a conductor is just any material where you have electrons that can jump from atom to atom, right? Think about a material on a microscopic scale. It's really a bunch of atoms, right? And mm-hmm. if it's simple or regular, then it's like a lattice, like a grid. It's like regularly distributed atoms. And the electrons can jump from one to the other. So if you blow on one side, you like push in some electrons on one side, then all the electrons sort of hop over one slot and you get some out the other side. Oh, it's kind of like, um, like playing hot potato. Yeah, exactly. And the difference between something that can conduct electricity, a conductor, and something that can't, an insulator, Mm -hmm. is that conductors have enough electrons that can jump between atoms, whereas insulators have all their electrons held really tight by each of those atoms in the grid so that there's no way for the electrons to jump from one to the other. So Um, conductors have these free electrons that are sort of just like floating around happily. Okay, so something that is not a conductor doesn't have kind of a, a spare electrons or they, they don't um they don't let electrons fly around fr- freely yeah exactly and so and you just you know you put electrons on one side and they just go nowhere right so you can't mm-hmm. get electrons through the material okay so wait, wait why not so if i introduce an electron in an insulator and something that doesn't conduct what, what's going to happen to that electron it won't go through yeah, it just it won't cause a current, right? You can't get a current uh, through there. You can't get all the electrons to jump over one atom, for example. Okay, so it's kind of like um, a conductor uh, has a bunch of atoms, and everyone kind of has uh, everyone's pretty loose with their electrons. That's right. Like, hey, here's one. Oh, I'll take one. All right, I'll give you another one. Oh, um, the, the electrons can just kind of flow through from atom to atom. Yeah, and it's best to think of them really as a lattice because these atoms individually act a little different than they do when they're together in a material. When they're together in a material, the electrons slosh easily back and forth between them um, for a conductor, for an insulator that doesn't happen. And then, of course, there's lots of different kinds of conductors, the things that are good conductors and things that are bad conductors. Mm. And by a lattice, you mean like a, like a grid or like a, like a rack, like the electrons are arranged kind of like um, in rows and in columns, right? Yeah, exactly. If you zoom in on a crystal, for example, or a piece of metal, anything that has a regular arrangement of the atoms, you'll see that they're organized in this in this pattern, right? They're built out of these basic units and that they're pretty regular. You know, there's like lines of atoms. Mm. Um, it's not just like a, a big heaping mess, right? right. Um, these, these solids, these metals, these things that are conductors are pretty well organized. Mm. And so you'll see them in rows and, and, uh, and that's what we mean by the lattice. Yeah, just like a grid of atoms. Yeah. And, and so you're saying uh, electrons can flow through or jump mm-hmm. freely between atoms, but uh, not perfectly, right? That's right. And here's where the temperature comes in. So um, the colder the material is, 
Think about what temperature really is. What is temperature? It's how much the atoms inside something are wiggling. Mm-hmm. The atoms inside liquid are wiggling more than the atoms inside a solid, right? Which is why it's liquid. And the atoms inside a gas are totally free and bouncing around everywhere. Mm-hmm. But even inside a solid, even if it's solid, you have different temperatures, right? You can have a piece of metal that's hot or a piece of metal that's cold. Mm-hmm. What's happening there is that the atoms are moving less, right? They're wiggling less. And mm-hmm. as it gets colder and colder, they wiggle less and less and less. And this is important for the electron because, remember, it's trying to jump from atom to atom. Mm-hmm. That's easier when the atoms are not wiggling around, when they're like regularly spaced rows. Yeah, like when they're frozen in place. Yes, exactly. Here's where the dance analogy comes in, right? Mm. Imagine trying to walk through a crowd and everybody's like jumping. It's like a mosh pit, right? And they're going crazy into a pub concert or something. It's really hard to get across a crowded room if everybody's jostling and bouncing and moving around a lot, right? Oh. It's much easier if they're calm, if they're like... You know, slow dancing or something. Oh, it's kind of like yeah, you would if it's a mosh pit and everyone's uh, moving and dancing. You would just kind of lose a lot of energy, just kind of bumping against people and just trying to make it through. Exactly, you would lose a lot of energy. That's exactly right. It's the resistance, right? So electrical resistance is electrons losing energy as they bump into the atoms that are wiggling around because they're moving. Like it's related to the. Kinetic motion of the atoms. Yeah, absolutely. It's related to the kinetic motion of the atoms. Mm. It makes it harder for the electrons to get through, and as they get through, they lose some energy. Right. Okay. So that's resistance, right? That's um, V equals that's what IR. Is, that's yeah. uh, the resistance of a wire or a conductor. That's what it is. It's it's like electrons uh, going through, but, but sort of bumping too much into the atoms. That's right. And so things that are conductors have low resistance. And you want to use things that have low resistance so that most of the energy you're sending along a wire, for example, gets there. Mm-hmm. You know, if you use something with low resistance like copper or gold, then most of the energy you put into a wire will get to the other side. If you use something with really bad resistance, with a lot of resistance, then it'll heat up the wire. That energy from the electrons mm-hmm. will create resistance, which turns into heat. And that's not good. Mm. But sometimes you sort of want resistance, right? Like in circuits, some resistors are sometimes good. Yeah, sometimes you want resistance, so you can put it in on purpose. For example, a light bulb, that's a resistor, mm-hmm. right? What it does is it steals the energy from the electrons and it heats up the material, which then glows and gives you light. Mm-hmm. Awesome, if that's what you wanted, right? Yeah. But you don't really want the um, wires in your house glowing, right? <laughs> you want them to transmit that energy to your iPhone or whatever it is you were sending. And those power lines along the road, right? We don't want those heating up and melting. Right. We want those to transmit the energy from the power station to your house without losing um, much energy. Unless your your house is a dance floor, that would be pretty cool. If like... <laughs> Well, how are you going to power those speakers without the electrons, right? <laughs> well, the, the speakers would glow too. <laughs> Sounds like an awesome party. Send me an invite. And, and I think that brings us to the a cool point, which is that the resistance of a conductor depends on the temperature. Yeah, exactly. So as it gets colder, the lattice, this grid of atoms gets more regular and it gets easier for the electrons to get through. And so the resistance goes down with temperature. Mm, so a hot wire is harder to get electrons through it because all the atoms are, are moving more. Mm-hmm. But a cold wire uh, lets the electrons flow easy, more easy. That's right. All right, cool. That, uh, that's a conductor, uh, not somebody who drives a bus or directs an orchestra. That person is also a conductor. Yeah, yeah. But is he a superconductor? Is he resistant? <laughs> Does he glow? <laughs> that's right. Does he steal energy from innocent electrons? All right, that's a conductor. And now let's get into superconductors. But first, let's take a quick break. 
eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left, look to your right, it's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. You know that feeling after you've done a deep spring clean of your house when you realize, wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like how you feel when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless, while Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Wow, how have I been affording all this? So it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. Personally, I've used Mint Mobile, and the calls are always so crisp and so clear. All of their plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. So it's time to ditch your overpriced wireless and go with Mint Mobile's limited time deal for three months, a premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash universe. That's mintmobile.com slash universe. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash universe. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three month plan only. Slower speeds above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. All right, Daniel, so uh, fill us in. What is a superconductor and what is so super about them? Superconductors are really pretty super. The thing that makes them super is that they have zero resistance. Not just like mm. very small, not like epsilon resistance, but zero. Like 0. 0.0000. Keep going with the zeros there, man, because it's a zero all the way. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It means that, for example, if you had a loop of superconducting wire, you could put a current into it and it would just zoom around it forever. It would like never get used up. What? It's a pretty hard concept to imagine. It's like, it's like living in a world without friction. You know, it's like, imagine you had um, a sheet of ice uh-huh. and you pushed a block on it, right? Yeah. You expect it to go for a while and then eventually slow down because every surface has some friction. Mm-hmm. But what if you had a perfectly smooth surface with no resistance and you pushed it, it would just go forever. It's like a perpetual motion machine. <laughs> yeah, sort kinda. of like that. Hmm. Or is it kind of like if you if you're out in space and you uh, start spinning something atop, uh, it's just going to keep spinning for a long time because there's nothing, there's no air, no resistance, no nothing to 
stop it from spinning. That's right. Yeah, exactly. And so a superconductor is something that has zero resistance. And so the electrons can just flow right through it. It's pretty amazing. Well, all right. So let's get into how that works. And I think what's cool, I heard, is that physicists don't really know what's going on. Yeah. Well, there's... um. There are different kinds of superconductors, and some of them are pretty well understood, the old-fashioned ones, the classic ones. But recently, they've made a bunch of really strange superconductors um, that nobody really understands in great detail. I mean, we have some simulations we can describe it, but uh, a lot of it's just too complicated to like write down equations on paper that we can understand. Mm. Okay, so there's different flavors of superconductors. Yeah. The first thing they all have in common is that you got to get it cold. Like we were saying earlier, mm -hmm. you want to lower the resistance, first get it cold. And so chill that thing down. And people built refrigerators to get things down to like really, really, really cold temperatures, like 10 or 20 degrees Kelvin. You know, that's like just above absolute zero. And, and the point is that uh, when it gets colder, that cold, the, the grit in the material stops moving. It stops vibrating, right? That's right. And you can't get anything down to actually absolute zero, but you can get it down really, really cold and the grid stops vibrating, as you say, and then it gets easier and easier for electrons to go through. And so that will bring you down to low resistance, even very low. Some might even say super low, but it oh. won't get you all the way down to zero resistance. Oh, I see. If you just had a regular, like if I took a copper wire and I froze it to almost zero Kelvin, it would give me pretty low resistance, but not necessarily zero resistance. I don't actually know if copper can become a superconductor, but I just mean that chilling it down is, is not the, all the explanation. To explain how something loses its resistance, you need more than just understanding that it gets colder and therefore it's easier for the electrons to go through. You oh. need there's another piece of the explanation. There's some extra magic going on there. Some extra dance magic. Yeah, exactly. Because physics, if you just think about the temperature, physics says you shouldn't have superconductors. But we do have them. It was in the early part of the 20th century that people made superconductors and observed it. And people thought, what? How is this even possible? Mm. And then the theorists spend decades thinking about it and trying to come up with explanations. Like, we know this exists, right? This is one of my favorite things in science. When mm. we have something, we know it exists, but we don't know how it can work. Like, it mm. doesn't seem like it should be possible, yet here here we have one. And then one night they went dancing and they figured it all out. <laughs> That's right. That's right. They were getting uh, knocked over in a mosh pit. And when they woke up from their concussion, they had a brilliant idea. <laughs> well, that's that's kind of the analogy uh, here, right? Like um, if you're if there's a dance uh, party and there's a mosh pit and people are jumping and going crazy, it'd be really hard to go through it. But if you suddenly mm -hmm. turn on the music and everyone did the mannequin challenge, it would be a lot easier to walk through it, but it wouldn't be perfectly easy to go through it. You still might bump into people or rub against people. And so the resistance would be low, but not zero. That's right. So to get down to zero it took a really clever bit of thinking by theorists to explain how this could work. And it comes down to a concept called Cooper pairs. Mm. And the short version of the explanation is that electrons don't go through individually. They gather together into pairs, like, you know, like pair dancing, um, <clears throat> like, uh, you know, square dancing or waltzing or whatever. Oh, my goodness. The dance analogies don't stop. <laughs> Why should they, right? It's a dance party to the end of time. Um, and going through in pairs, they can accomplish actually zero resistance. Mm. Okay, so um, it's sort of related to some quantum effects, right? Like at some point to get to zero resistance, you need that sort of quantum magic to make it happen. 
Yeah, which is really awesome because it's really fun when quantum mechanics is not just like hidden under the rug, some tiny little effect that only affects tiny particles, when it actually gives you a macroscopic thing that you can measure, that you can see, that you can prove, look, quantum mechanics is real. And this is an example of that. Mm. And to understand it, the little bit of quantum mechanics you need to know is just that electrons are a certain kind of particle, we call them fermions, mm. and that kind of particle um, doesn't like to share. It doesn't like to be in the same state as another kind of particle. So you can't have two electrons both occupying, for example, the lowest rung on the energy ladder of an atom. They don't like to be in the same one. So if there's one already there, the next one will fill the second rung, mm. and the next one will fill the third rung. They don't all like to hang out together on the bottom rung. Right. Usually, they like to dance solo. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. They all think they're the best dancer ever, and they just <laughs> dance by themselves on the dance floor. But what happens when you get two of them together is that they act like the other kind of quantum particle. We call those bosons. And bosons are totally happy to pile up on top of each other. They can occupy the same state, no big deal. Maybe you've heard of a Bose-Einstein condensate. That's sure. an example of a bunch of bosons getting really, really cold and all sitting in exactly the same quantum state, the lowest energy state. Huh. And then they all act together and do really weird quantum effects. We should do a whole podcast on the Bose-Einstein condensate. That's pretty cool yeah. stuff. But there's something going on because uh, normally electrons don't like to pair up like this. But when you cool down a superconductor, suddenly it becomes possible and even preferable for them to pair up. Yeah, well, electrons are both negatively charged, right? Mm -hmm. And so they don't like to hang out with each other. They repel each other quite a bit. Mm -hmm. But you only need a very slight attraction. This, uh, these Cooper pairs are not like, they're not like really bound tightly together. They're just sort of like loosely associated. Mm -hmm. You know, they're like two people eyeing each other across the dance floor, right. sending signals back and forth. So can you describe the effect here? Like why do they pair up? and how that helps them flow through the material? Mm -hmm. uh, the reason they pair up is that they essentially they deform the lattice in, this, in the same way. So like they're moving through the lattice together, this grid of atoms. And uh, you know, think of the lattice like you might think of like a, a mattress, right, like on your bed. Mm. Um, if you sit down on the mattress, it makes a, um, a depression in it, right? If somebody else sits on the mattress, it also makes a depression. And which way are you most likely to roll, right? If there's a depression on the mattress and another one next to it, you're going to lean in towards the center, right? Unless you have like a really awesome, very expensive mattress. But um, making one depression makes it makes you attracted to the next depression, right? Mm. And so that's what kind of uh, brings the electrons together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. They sort of shake the lattice in this way that makes them more likely to be closer to each other than further right. apart. And it has to um, be cold because if the whole bed is shaking and moving, you know, this effect is not going to matter. Be careful. Pretty soon we're going to be doing analogies involving dancing and beds, and you know where that's going to go. <laughs> Dirty dancing. Yeah, keep your dancing 100% um, vertical here, folks. Oh, I see where you're going with that. <laughs> the hokey pokey. So the, the electrons are moving through the lattice and they like to stay together. There's a very small attractive force that keeps them in pairs. You know, mm -hmm. it doesn't, they don't like touch. It's not like they're, you know, it's a new particle with a, a minus two charge or anything. They're just sort of like grouped together as they move through the lattice. Mm -hmm. um, and be, because the electrons by themselves are fermions, things that don't like to share states, but together they're bosons, then they act differently. Mm -hmm. um, if you heard, for example, of liquid helium, Liquid helium is a superfluid. It's mm -hmm. something that can flow without any resistance. Mm. And the reason is that helium is a boson, 
right? The atom itself is a boson. And, and when it gets really, really cold, it can flow without resistance. And so mm. electrons are kind of like that. When they get really, really cold, they pair up. And these Cooper pairs are bosons, so they can share states just like liquid helium atoms. And they can then they can slide through the lattice with, with basically zero resistance. It's wow. sort of incredible. It's kind of like individually, there is this, there's this whole mess of atoms blocking their way. But once they pair up, it's almost like the laws of physics, they're operating under a different set of laws of physics almost. And so then suddenly the highway opens up in front of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like following somebody through a dance floor is easier than going through the dance floor yourself, right? Mm. And so two people moving through a dance floor together, sort of orbiting around each other a little bit, can just sort of make the other dancers move out of their way mm. in just the right way for them to slip through without feeling any resistance. Mm. It's like crowd surfing. Exactly. It's like crowd surfing. And it's a subtle effect. You know, this um, attraction between the electrons is small. And so it took people a long time to understand this. There were a lot of crazy ideas that people had to explain superconductivity, wow. most of which were wrong. And this one crazy idea which turned out to be true. Huh. And so that's why they have to be uh, cold, uh, so, so that uh, there's sort of... Um uh, room for these electrons to, to get together. That's right. Superconductivity was discovered in materials like 10 or 20 degrees Kelvin. And as we said, that's necessary to have the regular lattice and to have this thing happen. Um, and also this attraction between the electrons is very fragile. And mm -hmm. so if things are too hot, then that attraction is really is, is hard to make. And mm -hmm. so for a long time, people thought, well, superconductors are cool. They have cool applications. But geez, if you got to be 20 degrees Kelvin, that's not very practical. You know, you're not going to have the wires in your house being 20 degrees Kelvin. That's super cold. Mm. Okay, let's get into the different flavors of superconductors. But first, let's take another break. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left, look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. 
When I take time off to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life to immerse myself in natural beauty and have a unique experience. But you don't have to leave the United States to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. People from Puerto Rico are called Boricuas, but it's not just a name. It's a spirit, a flavor, a rhythm that you can only find in one place on Earth. Puerto Rico. It's embodied by these proud, passionate people, and you'll feel it in every part of the island. When you bask in the warmth of the beaches, when you taste the love in the food, when you embrace the call of adventure, you'll find the Boricua spirit in yourself as well. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. You can forget where you came from and embrace where you are in Puerto Rico. Because your visit ends, but the stories last forever. No passport is required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. All right, so Daniel, you were telling me that there are different flavors of superconductors, like super duper conductors. And <laughs> well, they're all superconductors, but they're made in different ways, different kinds of materials. Mm. So for like 50 years, there were only a few superconductors that were known. But then in the 80s, probably described by this magazine article you read, there was a breakthrough. People found superconductors that could work at relatively high temperatures, wow. you know, up to like maybe between 30 and 100 degrees Kelvin. That's still super cold. I mean, yeah. I think parts of Canada might be 100 degrees Kelvin <laughs> right now. And these are like metals, or I think I read they're ceramics, right? They're, they're not just all metals. They're, some of them are ceramics. Yeah, some of them are ceramics, exactly, which really surprised people. Um, but they can do superconductivity at fairly high temperatures, you know. First it was 30 degrees, and then 50 degrees, and then 60 degrees, and these days they're up above 100 degrees Kelvin, wow. which is still pretty cold, but it's it's getting closer to like the liquid nitrogen level where you can get something cold oh. pretty cheaply. If you need something down like 10 degrees Kelvin, you have to have super world-class refrigeration and liquid helium, which is all very hard. Mm. If you only need something pretty cold, you can use liquid nitrogen, which is cheap and, and easily available, right. and so maybe practical yeah no you can just go down to the store and pop open a bottle of liquid nitrogen <laughs> that's right and this is a pretty exciting field because every few years like a new kind of material is discovered that can do superconductivity at a higher temperature it's so like every five years i'm just like hey look i zapped this with this new kind of goo and i smeared peanut butter on it and dunked it in liquid nitrogen and fried it in the microwave and look now it's a superconductor <laughs> I think your colleagues are probably um, regretting having talked to you at this point. <laughs> probably. Um, I mean, not literally. They're not actually using peanut butter. But they are just exploring yeah. wacky stuff, yeah. and sometimes they're surprised. Like there's an amazing kind of superconductor that uses these graphene sheets, right? This mm. really weird arrangement of carbon. Wow. And if you take two of them, two sheets, and you twist one at just the right angle, then the, the sheets together can act like a superconductor. Wow. And... and you were saying that these high-temperature superconductors, they're the ones that we don't really understand. Yeah, because remember, to have superconducting materials, you need these Cooper pairs to move through the material. So you need their electrons to be attracted to each other somehow. But that attraction is very, very, very low. And so if the material is hot, then that attraction is basically nothing compared to the energy of the electrons and the energy of the lattice. And so it's hard to understand how that works. And there are a lot of smart people working right now on theories of high-temperature superconductors. And, you know, they have some tools that have good simulations that can describe this and describe that. Mm -hmm. But it's not as far advanced as the theories of low-temperature superconductors. Right. And that's important because 
we'd like to predict, like, hey, will this material be a superconductor? Or what material should we make in order to have superconductors that work at room temperature? That's oh. the final goal. Hmm. And so nobody really understands how these work. And it's kind of hard because you can't just sort of, sort of like poke it, right? You can't just sort of open it up and look, look at what's going on. You, you have to kind of use theory and simulations. Yeah, exactly. It's a complicated problem. Um, but it's really interesting. You know, people love making new kinds of stuff and trying to get it to do weird things and understanding these mysteries. Um, I think it's really fun. These guys have a lot of fun building these simulations and thinking about it. Yeah. And, you know, I asked them, like, do you think there will ever be room temperature superconductors? And nobody wants to say yes, because that's predicting the future. But there is a lot of confidence because every few years we get a new kind of superconductor that's warmer than any of the others. And so mm. if that continues, you know, another few decades, we might get superconductors that are at fairly warm temperatures. It's all about finding the right recipe. Exactly. It's finding the right recipe, the right kind of ingredients, mix them in the right kind of way, zap them with the right kind of laser, mm -hmm. all this kind of stuff. Do a dance a certain way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got to do the dance. Okay, so that, that's superconductors and how, and how they work. Um, but sort of their biggest application is kind of not really in conducting electricity. It's more in ma magnets, right? And making supermagnets. That's right. Of course, there's a connection because how do you make an electromagnet, right? How do you make a magnet that you can turn on and off? Mm -hmm. Well, you do that by having something which conducts electricity. You make a loop of current because mm -hmm. a loop of current will make a magnet. And so if you have something which can do superconducting um, electronics, then you can have current flowing through at a really high rate and, mm -hmm. and it doesn't heat up and, uh, and break down or anything. And so you can get really strong magnets. Oh, it lets you... Um make magnets that you can turn on and off. It's like a, a yes. electric magnet. Yeah, electromagnets. You can turn them on and off. You can dial their strength up and down, which is really important for a particle collider. And if you use superconductors, then you can, uh, there's no resistance, and so you can really get really strong magnets. Yeah, exactly. And you want really strong magnets that are pretty small. They don't take, you know, that aren't like the size of a school bus or something. Uh -huh. So you want them to be powerful, you want them to be small, and that's what we need at the particle collider. And also you want um, super strong magnets for other things, like who doesn't want to ride in a magnetically levitating train? That would be awesome, right? <laughs> yeah, those are the uh, maglev ones in Japan, right? Yeah, exactly. And um, so the stronger the magnets, the easier that technology is, the more practical that technology is, right? And so um, superconductors play a lot of role in making really strong magnets. But then also very directly, you know, you want superconductivity. Well, it would be great to have in your transmission lines, like we were saying earlier. Mm. Your electricity would be cheaper if you could get it straight from the, um, the power station without losing any energy, right? They, they lose a significant fraction of the energy they generate just in sending it to us. Oh, my gosh. So if you can, yeah. if you find a recipe for a room temperature superconductor, you would revolutionize uh, everything, right? Uh, you, You'd be a zillionaire and you could just dance all night and not have to worry about anything <laughs> ever again. Seriously, that would be a zillion dollar invention. Wow. Room temperature superconductors. Like a, you, would, you would have an electric grid with no loss. You, like your, mm -hmm. you know, your phone wouldn't uh, heat up and, and lose energy. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, plus it would be a fascinating mystery of physics. Like how does that happen? How is it possible? Um, I love when we can create stuff that we don't understand because it gives us a, like a concrete hook 
into some mystery of the universe, something that says there's something here that will teach you a lesson. There's some insight here waiting for you to discover. And of course, there could be insights anywhere. You never know. But when you have something physical that you don't understand, you know there's an insight there. There's like a concrete clue you can follow up, you know? So to me, that's very exciting. Wow, yeah. All right, well, I think that we can safely conclude that superconductors have to do with conductors and force and stuff. And dance. And dancing. So we have danced our way through this topic and we hope that you enjoyed it and that you now understand a little bit more about superconductivity. So go out there and uh, find a pair to dance with. And they don't necessarily have to be called Cooper. (laughs) That's right. And they even can have the same charge, right? Sometimes opposites attract, sometimes electrons attract. Oh my goodness. How many times can we dance around this pun? I don't know. I think we're breaking down or break dancing. <laughs> we broke the dance. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. See you next time. If you still have a question after listening to all these explanations, please drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Daniel and Jorge. That's one word. Or email us at feedback at danielandjorge.com. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.